The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, or I'll read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At DeGeneres975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. You know the number for that. If you missed the first hour. Oh, you missed AJ's mic not being on there. Uh, Hello, you, Twitch. There you go. Much better. If you uh, missed the first hour, pretty much all UTNOU to the SEC is a possibility, which, you know what? I, I was telling Creighton this. I love shows like this where something like this breaks like 40 minutes before the yeah, show. Yeah, that's nice. Because, you know, there's, there's tons of stuff to get to, but we also kind of get first crack at it. Yeah, which and, is and cool. We, you know, and this is kind of up our, in our wheelhouse. Now, going an hour without mentioning the the NBA Finals ending, probably not ideal. But you, I mean, let's face it. People have heard about the NBA Finals all day today, and and I we can get to it now. But I, I think that yeah, getting first crack at a story like that is is kind of fun. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to come back to it. But sure, yeah, let's go ahead and and uh, knock out the finals. And, and you're you're gonna make fun of me because last night, well, I, I went out. I was on my balcony for a bit, and I heard all this screaming from BBVA. And I went, oh, yeah, there's a CONCACAF Gold Cup match over oh, there tonight. Oh, big time. Who was playing? Qatar and Honduras. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I watched the NBA Finals, but, ever, but because the commercials were like 35 minutes long, I flipped over and watched some of the soccer. My Arab brothers won 2-0. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> First in their group. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I... I Watched the whole game, and um, the, the the thing obviously, Giannis was amazing. You you just he, when he hit his when he's hitting his free throws like that, and and not just which is basically every home game. Yeah, <laughs> the the impact though that he has, not just offensively but defensively, uh, it, it just it, you can't say enough about the guy. I don't want to hear James Harden in in his in him in the same breath anymore. Uh, that's another positive to it. I think what they they really did well those last four games. And not all. I mean, he had some big games, but last night especially, they they made Devin Booker look very average. And when you kind of take that guy away, Suns were going to have a hard time beating him. Well, uh, listen, the Chris Paul played pretty well. Yeah, Chris Paul played well, um, and, and you know, he, he good for him. Devin Booker, listen, it was one of those games where the the two superstars one one had. Uh, almost a historically great game. The other one didn't have his best game. That's the way it's going to work. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of giving credit to Milwaukee for that. I think uh, defensively, they had a really good plan on him. That, what him they down. did after the first two games, and and really, and it's funny because Budenholzer, who doesn't get a whole lot of of love, and a lot of people think he's a big dummy coach and he's a slow adjuster and things like that. They made real adjustments after game two. Yeah, and a lot of it was. And I was telling Joel this, Giannis is so obviously the MVP of this series. Drew Holiday 
was a major, major player and was a major impact guy in this series. And he did the things that it didn't feel like Eric Bledsoe really wanted to do. Right. And did a lot of dirty work and and really kind of shut down the offense that Phoenix was trying to run and made things difficult on them. Uh, so that's a guy who's going to be kind of an unsung hero in this thing because Giannis was so incredible. Um, but really, you're right. I mean, if Milwaukee did some great things to shut Phoenix down. But on the other side, Phoenix just had no answer for Giannis. When Giannis was on, if he was making his free throws, there was no answer. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, you know there was even a, there was a couple games where they they tried to foul him and make him you know beat him at the free throw line, and he did. Yeah. So it's a it was a, a historically great performance. He's in great company as far as what he did in those finals. Uh, and I think he has now. He's he's now put himself in that discussion for for best player in the league. Uh, I know people like to hate on him because his his game isn't complete. Uh, he's he he doesn't shoot threes. He he's not a great free throw shooter. Well, take the body type out of it. Is it any different than Shaq? I mean, you can It's I mean, Shaq yeah. didn't make threes. He didn't make free throws. Giannis is elite defensively. And, uh, and funny you mentioned that. Look at the graphic on ESPN right now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, it's but, Shaq and Giannis. But listen, he, he's elite defensively, and he is. He, it, like I said, it doesn't look the same, but he's a dominant force in the paint. So, what's the big difference there, uh, other than the the aesthetics of it? It's, and you're never going to tell me that Shaq wasn't one of the best players in the league. Right. I mean, Shaq was a game-changing force. And that's, that's what, what Giannis is. Yeah, he is. And uh, Largo said Drew shot like bleep last night. But, but, I don't care what yeah, Drew did on offense. Yeah, he, he Drew did, changed the game on defense, period. And when and when he he did hit a big three in a clutch situation. And somebody said, good for P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy yep. for You know what? I'm actually happy for uh Milwaukee fan. I tend to root for teams that haven't won anything in a long time. Uh, well, I mean, Phoenix was that. Too. Yeah, I know. I would have been okay with either one. I'd have been happy for Phoenix fan. Although they've, you know, I'd have been happy for them, but I'm happy for Bucks fan. I like I like to see teams like that win. And of course, now they're talking about will Bucks win multiple titles? I would if I could make a bet against that, I probably would. Okay. Uh, and against them winning multiple titles? Yeah, yeah. If if there were a number, because of course you'd have to wait how many years? Yeah. But for one thing. The supporting cast around Giannis is not what you typically need to win an NBA title, which makes it even more impressive to me. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that it gets better now. I assume there are some guys who are like, you know what, maybe I'll take a little bit less money to go play with Giannis. I maybe. can see that. Maybe. Uh, but I, I do think, in general, when you look at how the uh, how things played out, you, you had a lot of things go wrong for teams like, you know, obviously the Lakers. But, the Nets, uh, the Nets, the the Warriors are going to be back. Yeah, and and you know the Warriors are not going to sit around and do nothing either. They'll go, they'll make some big move. So, yeah, I mean it's uh, I, it, I'm glad they you know glad they got their their one. I'd, I'd be surprised if they got another one. Yeah, if that's, yeah. <laughs> I just think it it kind of fell. It fell in both of them's lap this year, both the Bucks and the Suns, and and sometimes that happens. We just got spoiled because it hadn't happened in, in forever. I mean, the, I guess the closest you could say would be Toronto because Durant got hurt, 
but they, you know, they deserved to be in those finals, and they had Kawhi Leonard, so you knew they were going to be good. Yeah. But, I mean, when the Warriors and the Cavs and, and the Heat are winning every year, it's like nothing went wrong. Yeah. And nothing collapsed. And, when, and that's, that's the thing that I used to say about the Rockets. Like, well, Warriors need to get some injuries one year. Okay, well, that's how they got there. And that, there's, there's no, in no way is that diminish the fact that both those teams got there. It just it, the path fell for them perfectly. And that's great. It just, uh, I, I don't think it's going to fall perfectly again for them. And I, I don't know that, uh, although I don't think Giannis is going to get worse. I mean, well, you know what? It, when I, I guess one another time where a, a major injury may have changed the outcome was when the Warriors played the Cavs and Kyrie Irving got injured in game one. Yeah. And I mean, that that could have changed the series. But yeah, but, but, series. but you're also talking about two teams that were supposed to be there. Right. And it's same thing. I mean, when, when Durant got hurt against the Raptors, it might have changed that series. Yeah. But also, I mean, and, and it's easy for us to say that these teams shouldn't have been there or something like that. No, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't say that. I, I said things fell fell perfectly okay. for them. You still have to get there. Yeah, I mean, the Suns... But were you the, still have to have some good fortune. If you're the Suns of the Bucks, you have to have some good fortune along the way. Now, keep let's keep in mind, the Suns were the two seed this year. Right. Uh, but the Bucks. I mean, they they were the three seed. The last two years, they've been the one seed. Like, the Bucks have been knocking on the door. The, the Bucks yeah. are no surprise that they showed up here. Especially yeah. out of the Eastern Conference. I mean, I think most people thought it was going to be the Nets, and some things w- didn't go the Nets way. Right. But it's not like the Bucks were some, whoa, I can't believe they made it. it that's, that's not no, the No, but nobody's saying that. Okay. I, mean, I don't know where you're getting that from. It, it, things had to, that, that's the thing. They may have been the one seed. They still had to have the Nets get hurt. That's true. So, I, mean, I, I, I and I, again, I'm not diminishing anything. I'm just saying that I don't think these are teams that are year-in, year-out teams to get to the finals. It may be year in year out teams to to make the conference finals. Yeah, well, I'm not even sure about the Suns. That's I mean, I think they'll be good, but you know, what if what if the Blazers go and actually get some stars around Lillard? Lillard, yeah. I mean, or he gets traded to the Warriors. I mean, there's you know, I I just think that you know we should we should enjoy seeing a, a championship run like this because frankly, most of, most of the time that's not what happens. Most of the time, it's become okay where does lebron go or the warriors yeah or in the one case with Kawhi going to toronto i think maybe the the craziest thing about the bucks winning this and we can talk about everybody who had injury luck i mean how lucky are the bucks that Giannis's knee was able to yeah not only we we thought he was done not only hold up but yeah it was like Giannis wasn't he was gonna be out if you if i show you that video clip and i say this happened at the end of the eastern conference playoffs you're thinking, what? You could forget it. They've got no chance. And for him to not only play, but play to the level that he did is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that's that. That's another thing that, you know, things had to go right because that could have been a hell of a lot worse. And, you know, but, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that this, uh, that all the blowback on James Harden for what he said about Giannis, I like that. I enjoy the hell out of that. And, you know, good for them. And, and I, it's kind of like when Toronto won. I was happy for them because I don't, I don't know that we're going to see them win again. And maybe we will. I mean, as long as you have a great player like that. But, but look at how the league is. As long as they keep stacking teams, it's going to be real hard for one guy to beat three yeah. on a consistent basis. And if all three of those Nets guys are healthy, 
I don't think the Bucks can beat them. But I'd like to see it just because I'd like to see Harden have another playoff choke and not have an excuse this time. I'd like yeah. to see him out there. You know. I love the, and I tweeted it last night, the the James Harden quote about, I wish that I was seven foot and could just run around and dunk. I've actually got to have basketball skills. <laughs> yeah, nah. people would have dope. Nice. A lot nice. of people were having fun with uh, with him last night. So, of course, I, I'm sure he doesn't care. He's probably in a strip club not paying attention. Probably. But uh, hey, he could have been sitting at home getting his brakes fixed, though. Because new brakes would have come to his home. They could do that at the strip club. Uh, yeah, if you want to park at the strip club, they probably could. I haven't asked him that, but uh, I know they'll come to your place of business. And that maybe that's his place of business. But if you go to newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, make sure you mention ESPN. You're going to get 10% off your service. Cool thing about new brakes, they're going to come to you. And uh, it, it's I've had so many people tell me the same thing. They're super nice and quick. Uh, I'll, I'll never get brakes done by anybody else. Super convenient, easy to deal with. Pricing was up front and fair. Everything that we say about them is true. And you're going to save 20 to 50% off of what you would pay at a shop or a dealer on average. And you don't have to go sit there and wait for them because they're coming to your place and taking care of it for you. You get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. So all you have to do is go to the website, newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, and they're going to get right back to you within a couple of minutes. You're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. Become the latest person to go to New Breaks and love it. Newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. One quick thing, getting back to the Texas and OU thing. Somebody's saying A&M has already come out and said they'd be against it. Yeah, well, we opened the show with, with, the, uh, with Jimbo Fisher making fun of it. Well... Uh, Kirk Bowles just tweeted out, and he—I mean, he's—he uh, works for the Austin American Statesman, uh, and he's kind of all over this thing right now. But he says, uh, "I'm told Texas A&M and Missouri would be a hard no. Uh, only two more needed to block an invitation to Texas and OU. So, is that much bitterness over? I don't know over the Big Twelve with A&M and Missouri. Well, I mean, I'm sure." <laughs> they left for a reason. Yeah, the, if it's just to get away from Texas, I mean, I, I think they bettered themselves, both of them. Um, but you know, I, I think uh, I don't know who else would. I mean, like I said, the only other ones that I might even think would consider not wanting. I mean, what about Arkansas? Arkansas probably want them. I think Arkansas is not like A and M. Arkansas, I think, wishes they could play Texas every year. Yeah, so it'd be LSU. Although I guess I can't. I don't know why LSU, I don't think LSU would, would be against it. Maybe the Mississippi schools are against it because I mean it just kind of pushes them further down the totem pole in the and, SEC West. And they're Mississippi. Yeah. So, uh, somebody asked, "Is this when legitimized PJ Tucker's demand for more money? He played key minutes with the Bucks the entire postseason. Does he finally get a nice bag for a two or three year deal?" No. no, no. PJ Tucker is what he is. He's a, a nice a nice role player. 
Um, but PJ Tucker is a guy who you can find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's it's good to have him. He's a he's a he's a nice he's a nice piece on a team like that. He contributed quite a bit. He he's, wants money like he's a top three or four guy on a roster. Yeah, yeah, and he's not. He shouldn't be a top three or four guy on a roster. No, he's he's a guy who is if he's your fifth or sixth best player. And, you know, he can step up and occasionally be yep. your second or third scoring option for a stretch. Then, you know, that's that's a great thing to have. I just don't think it's... You can't pay him like he's a key guy, though. Yeah. And I like him, but... Hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Art, Art through Tim says, AJ, I think you're being unfair with Harden. He was just trying to win. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't think I, I I don't know how I don't know I don't know if I uh, think that that's true. I think James Harden cares about James Harden, and whatever. I, I, well, I'm, I'm listen, never going to be. Hard. I, 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 I I will give him credit for one thing this year, and that is that he, when he went to that team, he finally realized he can't be the one. I think so, and and you've been saying that for years. If James Harden's the best player on your team, you're never winning a championship. I think he finally realized. That he had to be the second, maybe even the third best. I don't know if he's, he's second best player on that team, but he had to have somebody else better than him to win. And, and good for him. That's that's a good thing to realize because you're running out of time. That's uh well, and, and I mean, all you got to think about is when Kevin Durant passed to James to, for the game winner, and James acted like it was a hot potato and threw it right yeah. back to him. Yeah, I, I mean that that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, let's, let's go to Michael. What's up, Michael? Hey, guys, I want to pass something along. Um, I have actually seen, uh, from a couple years back, the clip of the uh, SEC bylaws. The extension for an invitation to invite has a clause in there. If you already have one team in state, it only takes four to block it. The Austin American statesman, uh, gentleman, you mentioned is correct. Fagan in the Chronicle is wrong. It's not three quarters. It's four. Yeah. LSU doesn't want them in the Houston recruiting market. Arkansas doesn't like them either. Jerry Jones, they don't want them in the Dallas recruiting market. Missouri was treated very poorly when they butted out. So there's three definite no's. I don't, I don't, th- I don't think AM LSU and Arkansas are definite no's. That- I don't think LSU and Arkansas are definite no's. I really don't. Especially LSU. LSU always recruits well here. They always have. Yeah, but they they recruited and well when I mean it's when not, Texas was winning nas- a national championship. LSU was recruiting well here. A and M came into A and M came into the SEC. Didn't affect LSU's recruiting. LSU is going to recruit because they're LSU. You know, I, I don't think they would be negatively affected. Yeah, I mean, and for every, every time somebody says that, well, I don't know how well LSU recruits the Austin area, but. Maybe they maybe they get into there now, and yeah, I, I I don't know about I don't know about Jared Jones, so um, I and we mentioned I, I didn't I didn't see what the Chronicle said about the three quarters, so I'm sure if it is wrong, it's wrong. We're just going on what Kirk Bowles. Well, said. Well, Kirk yeah. Bowles originally had said uh, over half. But now it's, I mean, three quarters is 10. Yeah. And, and two other things. Fans don't get to make these decisions. I hate to break it to you. Uh, yeah. People, people who really only care about money are making these decisions. And especially, honestly, now, more than ever, 
after COVID and and these these uh you know money's not flying around like it once was. There's a lot of these teams or a lot of these programs are going to look at it like, like man, we can get this many more dollars added to our pot. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I I'd, I'd, I'd like I know we have a lot of LSU people that listen. I'd like to hear from an LSU person that opposes it and why. Because I haven't seen anybody any of our usual LSU guys say, "Oh, this is a terrible idea." I'm hearing a lot of Aggies say that. I get it. You're still bitter. I don't know why. You wound up with the hotter chick. But I'd like to hear from an LSU fan that thinks it's a bad idea. Because I don't know that that, uh, I don't know that they're out there. So, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And, um... Yeah, somebody wants you to keep hearing about Lillard wanting out. What do you think of him for Kyrie? I think it's going to take more than Kyrie to get him. I do too. And I don't know what the I don't know what the Nets have left to trade <laughs> that would make that happen. Um, the one that I keep hearing about is the Warriors. I do too, but I also don't know how he fits there. Well, if if Clay Thompson is alive, how does that work? You just yeah. three three guards. I, I, is that what you're I, doing? I guess. I, I, Clay could probably be a, sort of a, 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 a small forward type, but you're not gonna. It's not like you're gonna take the ball out of Steph's hands. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I mean, I. I but I mean, the idea of it is kind of fascinating. Yeah, I, but if in reality, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that works. Yeah. And we talked on uh, John and I were talking on uh, Sports Map today about. Apparently, the Rockets are really interested in Dame Lillard. Why? I, I don't get it. You've finally gotten away from. You finally gotten away from having this one guy who. And trust me, I like Dame a lot better than I like James Harden. Let's let's start there. Uh, but I don't know that James or that Dame and a bunch of just rando guys is going to be good enough. I, I you know what I know they're not going to be good enough. Dame's got C.J. McCollum in in Portland, and they haven't won. There's no C.J. McCollum here, all right? And if you're talking about trading for Dame, you're probably giving up that number two pick. You're, you're giving up – you've got to give up something of value. They're not just going to say, okay, we'll take John Wall's contract, and you can have Dame Lillard. No one's going to do that. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And – Tuesday texture LSU alum here. Don't want UT and OU SEC already hard enough to win. Don't want them recruiting in Louisiana. They're not going to out recruit you in Louisiana. No, they're going to recruit where they recruit, and and that's the thing. At, at, at that level, everybody gets all the players they want for the most part. You fight over one or two, and it becomes a big deal. Um, and then uh, the somebody this is Radio Fred. You've got like five LSU fan listeners. I got news for you, brother. <laughs> we got East Texas all the way to Lake Charles. We got, trust me, anytime. Go Tigers. Yeah, anytime we have uh, uh, any kind of LSU discussion, they they come out of the woodwork. And I think we may have more LSU listeners than we do. I mean, we probably have the most Aggie listeners because they're on the station. Yeah. But I, I put LSU right up there with anybody else because of, of where the signal is. So, and then Greg says, an LSU fan, I don't think you're going to find any that are against it. Just speaking for myself, obviously, but I'd welcome it with open arms. Competition makes you better. Of course, you probably feel pretty good after the whole Joe Burrow season. You're probably welcoming people with open arms for a while. 
yeah, LSU alum here. I'm down to beat up on another Texas team year in and year out. There you go. Yeah. So uh, nobody wants Texas guys. They bring nothing to the table. Our A&M already did that with the third, seventh, and tenth largest television markets in the U.S. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, it, it, see, but again, you're not you're you're not seeing the big picture. And let me uh, let, let me try to explain it. You're, when you negotiate your next television contract, then you don't think ESPN and Fox and all these guys aren't going to pay more to have more matchups that include Texas versus Alabama, Texas versus LSU, Texas versus A and M, Oklahoma versus fill in the blank. Then and think about think about your SEC network game. Instead of it being Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, you're probably you're, that moves up a level too. It makes all those games more valuable, significantly more valuable for for TV, for marketing, for all these uh, uh, NLI things. Now it, it it brings a lot to the table financially, financially. Period. They could suck on the field for years; it doesn't matter. Guess who's made a statement? Oklahoma State. Oh yeah. How do you think their statement sounds? <laughs> Take us with you, please. <laughs> Screw says, you! I don't even want to be part of your stupid comp. Yeah. Come after me. It says uh, we've heard unconfirmed reports that OU and UT approached the SEC about joining the conference. We're gathering information and will monitor closely. If true, we would be gravely disappointed. While we place a premium on history, loyalty, and trust, <laughs> be assured we will aggressively defend and advance what is best for Oklahoma State and our strong athletic program which continues to excel in the Big 12 and nationally. Which basically means when we say we will aggressively defend what is best for Oklahoma State, that means keeping Texas and OU in our conference because otherwise we're, we're now a group of five schools. That, doesn't that sound like you know, a statement of war? Doesn't that sound like Kinda something does. North Korea would say? All right, if South Korea is leaving, just... just you know. Oh, but they're walking around and... They're feeling really good about themselves, and they can feel even better if they try Blue Chew. Uh, because I'm telling you, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form. And how about this? At a fraction of the cost. And it's really cool, man. This is an online prescription service, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to have those awkward conversations like, Doc, could you really help me out with this? There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy either, because guess what? It ships right to your door in a discreet package. And, guys, I went online, signed up for it, uh, took almost no time whatsoever. And a couple days later, they showed up right there in my mailbox. And you never know what they were until you open them. And all you have to do is sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. And uh, they're going to work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And a cool thing here is if you don't like swallowing pills, the BlueChew tablets are chewable. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence, visit BlueChew.com. Here's a special deal just for you. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code BLITZ at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code BLITZ to receive your first month free. ESPN 97.5. The White Sox sit high atop the AL Central, while the Brewers are in first in the NL Central, and the two go head-to-head this weekend in Milwaukee. Sunday at 5 on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. 
is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Win a four-pack of tickets to see Jack Ingram this Friday, July 23rd at Lagoon Fest, Texas. Come get your country music fix as Jack Ingram and Cody West take the stage. You and three friends also in an afternoon pass at the Lagoon. So come early and take a dip before the concert. Lagoon Fest Texas is the largest lagoon in Texas, located in Texas City. Summer concert series is just kicking off, so keep listening to win tickets to other shows all summer long. See a list of live concerts and get tickets now at LagoonFestTexas.com. Let's see. I like the word lagoon. Yeah, I do too. But partly it's in because, there like 26 times. I've actually edited two of them out. Now, partly because I like the word goon. And then, when, like, when you say lagoon, it sounds like French. Uh, a French word or a, maybe even Spanish or Italian lagoon. Yeah. I think it is French. It's, lagoon. It's, uh, yeah, it's French for a hockey enforcer. Yeah. Lagoon. Uh, anyway, 540 caller four. Boom, done. Yeah. Um, did you see that almost the entire uh, roster for your Kraken has uh, leaked? No. Yeah. They were. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Kraken now. Well, they. I mean, they're having a big thing tonight that they're going to announce it, but apparently they've pretty much got. I I think the last one I saw was every team but one. Okay. Uh, they had who their choice was. So. Because like uh, Sporting News had like a running thing every time somebody would tweet out this guy, and, and looking at it, they're going to be really good defensively. Um, they have a p- potential to be good in goal. Uh, they're they're going to lack some scoring. So, I think it depends on. Uh, actually, now they have every every player from every team. So if you just go to Sporting News, you can you can see what their roster is going to look like. Their their best player is. Uh, Yanni Gord from the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think as a he'll wind up being number one center for him for them. He'll be really good. He'll 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 be better than he was in Tampa simply because he'll get more opportunities. So I was looking, and uh, this is stupid that I have favorite hockey players, but one of the guys that I like uh, is Jack Eichel. Yeah, and I heard he didn't want to be in Buffalo anymore. Yeah, how come they they didn't they didn't expose him because his trade value is too high. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They, if, if they trade him. They'll get a couple high picks for him. Okay, I would have been a fan. Um, that would have put me over the top. Uh, well, are you? you said they've got Mark Giordano, who's he's thirty-seven years old and only has one year left on his contract, but he's still a really, really top defenseman. I read about them about him today that the uh, the New York Rangers are trying to trade for him. They're looking to trade Ryan Strom. Uh, <laughs> he's been a that guy's been a bust. His whole career. It's I had. Uh, I mean, well, here's another good name, Jordan Eberle from the Islanders. They got him. Okay. Now I would expect them to trade some of these guys. That's enough hockey talk for that. Yeah, that's it. Right, just because it's your, it's your guys. It might. It might be. I haven't decided on who my my who my number two team will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still Team Predators. All right. Okay. I'm still a catfish thrower at heart. All right. Well, I mean, catfish tosser. I, I like will to say it that way. That sounds dirty. Yeah, it does sound dirty. <laughs> I like it. That's because I mean, you know how it is when you live in Tennessee. You get tossed, catfish are dirty. You got to toss the catfish a little sometimes. That's all. Tell toss you, a little catfish. That's a euphemism. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but it sounds dirty with the hillbilly redneck girls. 
Did you uh, toss in the catfish? See your uh, your buddy Jose Altuve's tenth year anniversary last year. Happy month? anniversary, Jose Al uh, Jose Altuve. I was going to say Jose Aldo. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Ten year, and I heard Joel and Nick. And I'm not looking to stir up trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm not commenting on whatever you're about to say. But Joel and Nick, Joel mostly was arguing that. Like he doesn't think it's right that there are people who say Jose Altuve is already the best, the greatest Astro of all time. I think it's, I think he is the greatest Astro of all time. Um, Bagwell has an MVP, so if it, it, Craig Biggio is not in the discussion, Craig Biggio just played for the Astros for a long time. He was a pretty good player for a really, really long time. Jose Altuve has been arguably the best hitter in the league over the last 10 years. There's something to be said for that. Craig Biggio's best season would be like an average, maybe even a a slightly below average season for Altuve. Bagwell with the, with the power and you know, the, the fact that he won an MVP, you can maybe put him in the discussion, but dude, I stand by Altuve's won an, he's won, he's won an MVP. He's won a world series. He's been to another world series Bagwell and Biggio's postseason record, both as a team and individuals, are not good. Those guys stunk it up in the playoffs, and at some point, that counts. I, I'm I'm not going to comment on what anybody else said, but uh, comment on what I said. I, I, but I I do think that you can obviously make that case that he's already the greatest Astro, and, and I, I think it's it's. In fact, I think it's an easy case to make. I, I, and I'm only talking about position player Astros. I'm not talking yeah, I, about... I don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah, I'm not talking about pitchers. I'm talking about hitters. Here, here's just... and, and I'm going to throw this out there for you. Craig Biggio MVP voting, right? That means you were one of the best in the league. Sure. Uh, here's where he finished in MVP voting. 94, 16th. 95 10th, 97 4th, 98 5th. So fourth is his highest ever? Fourth is his highest. Yeah. Uh, Altuve, 13 10, 3 1 13. <laughs> so, I mean, he won one and he finished third in the other. And, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, and again, that's not the be all and end all, but let's, let's, look, at, let's look at some other things, okay? How like, many how many times was uh was was Biggio an All Star? Biggio was an All Star one two three four five six seven times. So is Altuve. He's already yeah. He's already caught him. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one for you. Um. And, and when when you look at what uh, Biggio led the league in, well, three times he played all 162 games, so he gets credit, for, and that's something to be said, right? You stay healthy. Um. Five. Uh, Five times he led the league in plate appearances. Batting lead off, okay. Okay. Okay, twice he led the league. All right, let's, let's get the important ones. Plate appearances, come on. That's because he played every game. Yeah. yeah and, and, not, and again, that's not a bad thing, but here's the important ones where he led the league. Uh, twice he led the league in runs, 95 and 97. Uh, and for all the doubles he hit, three times he led the league in doubles. Once he led the league in stolen bases. Now, five times he led the league in being hit by pitch. When you get to Altuve, you tell me what's more 
What's more relevant? Leading the league in hits four times, in batting average three times, stolen bases twice. It just depends on what stats you well, think are more relevant. Back to him being the best hitter in the last 10 years for the entire 10 years he's been there. This was from MLB Stats last night. I'm glad I found it. For batting average over 10 years, he's tied for first with a 309 batting average. Tied with who? Uh, it doesn't say. It just okay. says he's tied for first. Hits, 1701 before last night. He was in first place. Stolen bases, 260. He was fourth in all of baseball. Runs, 832, fourth in all of baseball. And then total bases, 2,534, fifth in all of baseball in that 10-year span. I think anybody who's making an argument for Craig Biggio is like holding on to what they remember. Like It's, it's a nostalgia uh, is what it is. It's a nostalgia thing. You're like, oh, he, he was my favorite Listen, Astro. I, I, I love the guy. I don't even think he was ever the best player on his team. I don't either. And yeah, and somebody else brings up a good point. You know, the Vizio's uh, top five in doubles or something like that. He's not as bad as you guys say. Nobody's saying he's bad. I'm, no, just, I'm not saying he's bad. See, that's the problem with this. Nobody's saying he's bad. I'm saying Altuve's better. That's it. And and you know what? Do you want to start talking postseason stats? Oh, do we, yeah. do we need to do Let, that? Let's do that. Craig Biggio, career postseason stats: two thirty four batting average. Is that good? No, two home runs, eleven batted in, and this is in forty games. Oh, wow, thirty strikeouts. Jose Altuve, three oh six average, eighteen homers, forty RBI. I mean, it's, in how many games? In 63 games. Wow. It's not close. And it is harder to hit in the playoffs because you're facing the better pitchers, theoretically. But not to mention, like, series-winning home runs that send yeah. you to the World Series. <laughs> and and World Series champion. Come on. I mean, it's just, it's... Stop it, guys, Craig Biggio person. It's a mic drop. Tying hit Babe Ruth, with, Babe Ruth with three home runs in one playoff game the year you won the World Series. I mean, Biggio do that? No, I mean, mm-hmm. Craig Biggio struck out a lot, all right? Um, okay, here's here's another one that I, I got to I gotta do a myth on. Bagwell and Biggio played in the Astrodome. Altuve is playing in a very hitter-friendly Minute Maid Park. That has to be factored in. Uh, actually, it's not like he's hitting a bunch of bombs. Well, I mean, when you say hitter-friendly park, that that hitter-friendly means hitting home runs. Let me also mention that Biggio played eight years at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. Uh, so, and... Didn't hit as well as he did in the Astrodome. You know why? There was a ton of room in the outfield in the Astrodome, and yep. Biggio hit doubles. Guess what? What do you think that is? That's an advantage. Yep. All right, quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. To the house with some big bus. Turn the kitchen counter to a strip club. Me and Dre came for the... Ma'am, everyone's attention. You're listening to the Blitz. Lock and roll, boys. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Right, we've gotten everybody going on. It, RJ says, all-time Astros, Altuve, Springer, Bagwell. Springer's career wasn't really going to be long, long enough, enough. Sorry. I, he's, he's, I, I think we, we talked about this the other day. And I think it's, I think Berkman's ahead of. I, I think I think of I, Springer. I think Springer could have been 
could have caught up with Berkman at some point. But yeah, I think it's Altuve, Bagwell, Biggio, Berkman. Yep. And uh, among here, if you want to put a fifth one, Jose Cruz. Yeah, I think Jose Cruz is is right on the cusp of that. Or Jimmy Wynn, who I don't know about. Yeah, I mean, that's even before my time. And, and I know those guys were a lot of people's favorite Astros. How old are you, Aaron? 32. 32. Who was the best Astro when you were a kid? Bagwell. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're a different Bagwell era than me. I mean. Mm. Um, so, for me, when I, Jose Cruz was the best Astro. The most popular Astro was Bill Doran. Ladies love Billy D. Um, yeah, when I, when I was growing, well, when I was really young, my favorite was Don Wilson because I, I got to go to his pitching camp like twice and that was pretty cool. And then he wound up dead, but the, the two weren't related. I just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was probably Jose Cruz growing up in my era, but then I covered that team in the nineties. That was, that was the one that I was around an awful lot. Uh, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. And so, like, when I was, you know, like near the, I, I, I won't say, like, there was a while when it was Jose, Jose Cruz and, like, Bill Doran and Kevin Bass and, you know, and then Billy Ken, Hatcher. Ken, yeah, Billy Hatcher. <laughs> Ken Caminiti came along and he was a big star. He became sort of the face of the franchise and then Biggio and then Bagwell well, actually, were around. No, they, those three guys all came up at the exact same time. Okay. Caminiti, Biggio, Bagwell. Bagwell. I feel was, like Caminiti was the first one to really be a star, though. Um, I don't know. I don't think he, he was. The other guys were always just as big. It was like they were they were a big three. Okay. Caminiti became bigger when he went to San Diego. Well, he won an won, MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He may have, he may have had help. Mm, didn't, allegedly. Didn't most of them. But, uh... But yeah, that's that's when the team started to to feel like it was it changed when those guys came up. Uh, I I wrote this when Bagwell got in the Hall of Fame, but I'll, I'll never forget the first time I went to spring training when Bagwell was a rookie, and yeah, I'm I'm sitting t- sitting there talking to somebody, probably about thirty feet away, and you just hear this crack, 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 and I'm like, what the hell? I mean, and went over, and, oh, yeah, that's Jeff Bagwell. And, I mean, he just, he pured every friggin' ball. And, and you, you probably got kids like this, and when they, when they hit it, yeah, yeah, you know. I, it was like every single swing, which is one after another. I'm like, holy bleep, this guy's going to be a great hitter. Yep. And I got to follow his career all the way through. And, and, he, and he's always been my... The ball came off his bat different than normal guys. Yeah. And that, even before rumors started popping about him yeah and then of course when and caminiti when they started testing and he showed up 25 pounds later right (laughs) caminiti it wasn't even rumors it was i mean it it was confirmed but caminiti could smoke the ball too and that's for anyone who says like biggio was was roid free let's always remember like you just said and they were biggio bagwell and caminiti all came up together and we wrote stories about how they all worked out together do you really think you know cammy and and bags were like Hey, let's uh let's let's get this thing cranked up a little. And Biggio was like, "Not me, fellas. I'm a cl- I'm a clean ball player. I don't wear batting gloves. No, no. I, my, my helmet's always dirty. Yeah, like like I got pine tar on my helmet. I don't need that t- that kind of stuff. Pine tar will get me where I need to be. You see, you see. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that he did it. I'm just saying let's not act like it, it's above questioning. All right, that's what mm. we got to do. We got to stop acting like you can't question it. 
Um, like I mentioned, Big Hurt and Bagwell both came out hot that year. But they both had like identical career stats forever, and, and came up at the same time. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see Big Hurt in spring training though. Uh, that's in in Bagwell. I'll, I'll tell you the other thing I remember from from that year. I don't know if you remember Tom Gordon who pitched for the Royals, and uh, I was sitting in the outfield, and that dude had like the best curveball I'd ever seen. I mean, you could see the thing break. Usually you can't, you know, you could see it break a little bit, but when you're sitting behind him and you're seeing the thing break three or four feet, I'm like, oh man, this this guy's going to be amazing. And his arm blew out. Uh, let's talk to Jay. He wants to weigh in on this. Hello, sirs. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. Also, I just want to know how come nobody talked about Glenn Davis. Uh, thank you. Well, I mean, Glenn Davis was, he was fine. And and on that same Jose Cruz, Kevin Bass, Billy Hatcher team, he was one of the, the better guys on that team, certainly. He was one of the, the better home run hitters on that team. But he, then, he was a big old country guy. He reminds me of the catcher in Major League, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But also, like, when you look at Glenn Davis, like if you and this is another guy, Glenn Davis, much like Jose Cruz, if you look up their lifetime numbers, you're going to be disappointed because you think of them as like, oh, they were the best players back then, and then you look up the numbers, and it's like, okay, how many how many home runs did Glenn Davis had? I know he didn't have 500, but I bet he had like 350. No, he had 190 home runs in his career. Yeah, his career high was only like. Uh... And now, 34. He had 34 yeah. home runs in 1989. Which in, in the Astrodome was a big deal. But Now, mind you, 1986, he was second in the MVP voting. He won a silver slugger, uh, and he hit 31 homers, 101 batted in. He hit 265 that year. Glenn Davis is a career 259 hitter. That's why we don't talk about Glenn Davis <laughs> as the greatest Astro. Yeah, and part of the problem is, is a lot of the guys you're bringing up had one really good season. I was like, Altuve's been doing this for 10 years, man. And how many gold gloves does Altuve have? Oh, that's right. We live in an age where defense is frowned upon. I love Altuve, but he's mediocre at best without the bat in his hand. He won a gold glove. He won a gold glove. I got news for you, too, <sighs> Bob. Especially in, in, in today's game. With, with, all the, with all the shifts? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Def, uh, like it's, it's a plus if you're a good defender. It, it ain't the end of the world if you're not. And... And like, I mean, Fred, you just said he's won a gold glove before. Yeah. I mean, did he win four of them? No. But if you tell me you can have a guy who's a, a, an A bat and a C glove or a guy who's an A glove and a C bat, there's not there's no hesitation. But I mean, I don't even think he's a C glove. I think. He's oh, no, a, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. A, a re, he's not a C glove. Yeah. And Biggio's not a C bat. But. Your, what you can do with your bat heavily, heavily outweighs what you can do with your glove. Heavily. Hey. Ask Fernando Tatis Jr., who m- might as well have a brick attached to his left hand. Do you think anyone cares? you think anyone's like, oh, that guy's just not going to make it? <laughs> D ain't up to snuff. No! But, no. no, but I mean, hey, I, I don't want to belittle the fact that the guy won four gold gloves. That, that's, yeah, that's good. That is good. But yeah. I also, but did, I, do, but four, it, do four gold gloves equal three batting titles? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And, and, and I mean, to act like Altuve did, doesn't play good defense is just a lie. Or else he wouldn't have won one. Yeah. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
for sports is ESPN 97.5.